Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. 
With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them what we bring in. Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, movie club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guys Home Buyers Blueprint, over 14 hours everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned and also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call right. so once a month me troy and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays our portfolio what we're doing and more so all of that we are running for a special promo code of 70 percent off for a limited time only so head to eyluniversity.com right now and take advantage you know this works don't wait don't hesitate we'll see you on the other side my graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F- a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. It's one thing to have a successful business, right? But it's another thing to actually open a franchise operation and, and i guess that's hard to do that's why you're the youngest one in the country youngest female in the Ding. country so, <laughs> so all right okay it's not hard to do it's hard to figure out yeah if like, you don't okay. have any guidance we've been, right. I, you're the, like obviously we've never i've never met anybody that owned their own franchise so like yeah like yeah. who was like what was the guidance like what, what was the mentor or the moment that you said this is what i have to do now so there i was really frustrated one day i don't remember what was frustrating me but i went to barnes and nobles and I Googled the top five uh, franchise consulting form- firms, and I called all five to see who would call me back first. Because at that point, I was like, I don't want to open multiple locations. Well, can you talk about that even before? So, yeah. I, I, I actually asked you that question. I'm like, what made you say, okay, instead of opening, I want to shop in Newark, I want to shop in Brooklyn, yeah. but it's going to be... What made you want to just say, I want to do franchises and have other people? And I left this out. I did own um, another location at that point. Okay. So I owned two locations and I was working on three, but I was like, I don't, I can't handle it on my own. Why? So wh- wh- why did you, why, why did you feel you couldn't handle I it? I wanted to maintain some free time uh, for my family, for my leisure and for work. So I didn't, there's a lot of business owners who just run around all day long to multiple locations and then burn out at night. But I always wanted to leave time for myself because I felt like that's important. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the business to overrun me. So I wanted to allow other people to open. And I realized that in the United States, you have to franchise if you allow somebody else to use your logo and your business name. Can you it's talk about franchise. that? I just found that out. So yeah. you, can't, you can't let somebody else use it. Unless it's a franchise. And there's a lot of people who like license um, their method, their, their stores, mm-hmm. but you actually cannot. You're not supposed to. And if you get caught, it's a, it's a big fine. 
Um, you have to become a franchise if they are following your trademarks, logos, and name. So your, much. your your trademark is the Kika method. Kika Stretch Studios, the Kika method. Um, oh, it's a bunch. Yeah. So yeah. I also franchise. I mean, franchise uh, Trademark. trademarked most of the trademarks myself. I just sat in front of a computer for hours. The greatest resource. <laughs> until I figured it out, and so. Okay. So all right, so so you so you um looked at the consultant firms, right? And what happened at that point? So the first one that called me back, um, a guy Chris Connor out of Atlanta, franchise marketing systems, and he pitched the whole concept of working with me. Like I think this could work. I'll be on a flight tomorrow, and I'm like, really? <laughs> okay, mind you, he was the only one that called me back. Um, the other people called me back like three days later. I'm like, nah. And so he came, he looked at my studio, he heard, he listened to the whole model, and he's like, you could definitely do this. He helped franchise Massage Envy um, and a lot of other big franchises. So, And his price was also like lower than all of the other franchise companies, 15000 Okay. Yeah, most of them are and, and 20 what, and up. And, and what do you get for, for that? Like he sets it up for you? Sets up the whole franchise model, the okay. FDD. Okay. All right. So, okay. So he came and then he's the one that, that set it up for you. He's the one that, um, pulled the resources out of me. Um, the, the procedures I had, um, the strategies and he helped draft the whole agreement. So okay. that, that you said the, the, the acronym FDD, what, what does that stand for again? Federal disclosure document. And that's what you have to do in order to, yes. to have, to open up a franchise. Right. You have to do the first thing you have to do is an FDD. Right. Yes. Federal disclosure document. Yes. And you do that. You do that with the United States government. Yes. And each state has its own thing, or that's national. It's the same FDD, but each state has its own um, laws as far as uh, submission. So, like New York, you have to submit your FDD. It has to be approved by the state each year before you can sell a franchise. New Jersey, I can just give you my FDD and have you sign up on the spot. Um, New York, they have to approve it each year. Mm. New York's always the worst and yeah, everything. Man, California. Same. 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 So, uh, all right. So what's in the FDD? So within the FDD, it's basically like the rule book for the franchise. Like, this is what we're going to do for you. This is your role as a franchisee. This is my role. It basically puts on the table every cost that you could incur with a business like this. It discloses to the franchisee everything they would have to deal with if they decided to join your organization. Every possible element of everything. How, how long? Like how, how long is it? So mine is about like three hundred pages. Three hundred pages. Hundred. Yes. And that's what he helped you write that. Yes. So he oh, has a okay. team of people that helped put it all together. So how do you? All right. So is it like a set template to say like or like how do you come up with three hundred pages of items <laughs> or or what you're yes. using? That, that when you fired yourself, you had so much writing already built up? Like, what I did. Process? So within the FDD, so we do three weeks of training for each of the franchisees. So it lists how much time is spent on this topic in training. Like it spells out the whole training by minutes, 30 minutes on this, 30 minutes on that. It shows you the least possible amount of money you could use to open and the highest. So there's a range. Uh, it spells out liability of the franchisor. Like, what are we liable for? What are we not liable for? Um, so 
once the franchisee reads it, they understand what they're getting themselves into. And once they sign it, you can't say, I didn't tell you, <laughs> you know, this is going to happen. So that the FDD actually is the instruction manual. Yes. It's, yes. You, you don't have like another one on top of that. We do. We so do. what's the other one you have on top? So there's a reason Woo. why. That, so now we know why you're the youngest one. <laughs> so this is a process. So what's the, what's the, what's, all right. So, so we got right. the FDD. That's pretty much the whole instruction manual. So what's on top of that? So the FDD, right. Is the, so legally it allows you to sell a business to someone, right? So that's the FDD. Then there's an operations manual. Mm. So that's where all my um, strategies, concepts, all of my material, as far as like how to find staff, mm-hmm. um, it's in the operations manual. So the operations manual is what teaches them what to do. So that's a whole nother document, which came hand in hand with the FDD. And once they sign that document, right? The FDD, the FDD yeah. They can't deviate from that operational agreement. No. Right? Okay. So how how many pages is the operation agreement? It's about 200. 200 pages. So it's 500 <laughs> pages all together. Yes. It's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, okay. So how long, how long did that take you to put together all of that? So, I mean, they were prepared to put it together within a month. A month? That's <laughs> but all? I needed more time. So, <laughs> it took me about four months. Okay. So, you were, did you actually write it yourself or you just dictated it to them? Dictated it to them. So, would you ever suggest somebody can do it themselves? No. There's nope. some things you don't want to do yourself. You One of those things is mess with the law. So, <laughs> you, you really... Get a professional. Get a professional and do your research because a lot of people rip people off just to create that document. So you have to do your research so you know what you're getting into. All right. So now, okay. So you have the FDD done. Yes. And then you, you got approved. How yes. long it's How long did it take to get approved? So like once it was done, I could sell in many states. Like once it's done, here you go, Kika. Okay. You want to open in New Jersey? Great. But like do they, do they have to approve it? No. Oh, Unless so- you go to a state like New York, California. So, so, so you were in Montclair. Right, so the first yes. one. So if in New, Jer- New Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey. In New Jersey. Fortunately, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like to put one in Brooklyn now. Yes. Different. Right. Okay. Requires the state to approve it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you have the um, you have the FDD, then you have the operational agreement. So now you're up and running as far as you can. Now you can have people buy your franchise. Right. right? Well, that's only half the battle because people have to actually buy your franchise. Yes. So. What's the process for that? How did how did you get the word out? How did you get people interested yes. in buying? Like, how did that? How was the first the first person that brought a franchise? How did that yes. happen? Yes. So I had so I owned a studio in Westfield, Montclair and Westfield. So in Westfield, I had a manager that was so amazing. She was she was doing better than I could have. And when I when you see talent like that on your staff, you have to do something about it, mm-hmm. or else they'll leave. They'll find another job. So I knew this position, like she outgrew the position. So I talked to the company I spoke to you guys about, and I was like, how do I open up the first one? Mm -hmm. How do I find people? And they talked about a pizzeria that sold their first one to their manager. They let their manager in. Mm -hmm. It was already up and running. It would be great to start with someone who knows the system. Mm -hmm. So I proposed that offer to her and her husband, and she took it. So actually, she became the first franchisee. Okay. Yeah. Did, uh, we have a, a slight franchisee story. Like twelve years ago, we tried to get into a franchise called Coldstone. Uh, uh-huh. We said this in an earlier episode, but it was like, yo, we needed five hundred thousand, and we're like, 
<laughs> in our 20s. And it's right. like, how are we going to do this? But you've created exactly. a different method yes. for people who want to get into a franchisee yes. position. You want to talk about yeah, it? So, yeah. Um, can you talk about that? No, I'm I, not going to talk about it. No, <laughs> that's, that's interesting because, like you said, a lot of friends, like McDonald's, I think is the most expensive. It's like a million dollars to get Chick -fil -A, in. Chick fil A, I think, now is like. All right. See what y'all did? <laughs> Shout out to Homemade. Right. Oh, so, all right. So, um, yeah, because it's like a lot of these franchises, like a million dollars, a million and a half. Yes. And then you have to, some of the franchises, you have to buy three locations. Like you yes. can't just buy one location. You got to have like a million dollars and in investable assets, all kinds yes. of stuff. It's not yes. easy to open a franchise. No. Um, so, but your your model is different, right? Yes. So before we, we even talk, you have a um, you have a sliding scale of the price range, right? Yes. Anywhere from thirty to ninety. Correct. Depending on geographic it, location. Exactly. So obviously, major markets is, is more. Right. And the smaller market is less. Exactly. Because the major market is going to do more business. Yeah, right? and the and the real estate is more in major. Yeah. Yep. So all right, so. But you also have a, a income. Is it income based? Income based financing is can, what we like right. to call so it. So yeah. can, can you explain that? So you're coining that. I'm coining it. Someone write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we're gonna say more that after this. <laughs> so, so basically, like I started with five hundred dollars. I had no net worth, right? So if if someone offered me something, they wouldn't, and it would prevent me from having the opportunity of what I've done so far. So I kind of had that in my head, like just because you have a million dollars in assets doesn't mean you're a good business owner. It really takes personality. This is a service business. So you have to have a personality. You have to be able to be likable. Um, so there's a lot of different things that would make you a good franchisee besides assets. So, but assets over, yeah. Assets over liabilities. <laughs> so Shameless you can't plug. have too many liabilities <laughs> to get in. But so basically it, it goes by person by person. What, but we look for number one, people who are good with people, people who um, show a healthy relationship with money. So even if you're making, I don't know what, $2,000 a month, I'm exaggerating, um, but you're still saving for retirement, $5 a month. That shows that you're, you're, you handle money well. And that's the biggest thing that we look for, people who handle money well, because if it's $5 versus a million dollars, it doesn't matter because you're, you're going to handle the business well. So um, we look at people's income, what they currently do, um, are they saving? What does their savings look like? How much can they put up front towards the franchise? What has been their work history? What their passion is? We have a whole kind of checklist that we go over and we process it and then we approve them based on that. So who's we? So it's myself and I have a team of three other people that help with the franchise company. And then you said, um, but you guys can assist with financing too, right? Yes. So can you talk about that? So the franchise fee is $30,000. Um, however, say you have $20,000, um, usually you would never be able to own a franchise because you don't have enough money. So we might finance that other 10 for you, depending on the situation over time. So the biggest thing is there's a pool of people who are being left out of this whole franchise concept. Mm -hmm due to financial reasons. So we're making it easier for people who still have potential to get in. And so, so right now you have 12 franchises, right? Yes. 11 of them are minority owned. Yes. Applause for that. Um, and uh, you said that there's a certain demographic of franchisees that you're looking for. Why, why millennials? What, what makes them the target audience for you? Whew, that's another loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> why millennials? Well, 
So millennials have been told by their baby boomer parents, get a good job, um, work there your whole life, save for retirement, and that's it. You're a good person. Um, however, we know that's not the case nowadays. We're learning very most fast. People, <laughs> <laughs> most people, that's why you see, um, speaking, speaking of Mickey D's, right, you see 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds working there because they don't have enough money to live off of. Their retirement plan did not carry them through. So we have these millennials who are getting frustrated within their jobs. Um, they've reached a glass ceiling and they're looking for opportunities, but nothing is there because they're solely relying on their boss supervisor to give them a raise. So what we've started doing is pitching for them to give themselves a raise through franchising. Um, and it's just a pool of people that are looking for a way out. And we've realized these are the people that we want and we're going to help guide them and show them how to do it. Yeah, one of the good things about franchises is that it allows you to... So somebody said, um, we had a guest, and he, he said, he saw this Chris Senegal, he said that in school they teach you not to cheat. But yes. in, in business, um, you get rewarded for cheating. Not cheating people, but like cheating yeah. as far as you see what somebody else has done and you copy that. Right. Right? Like, I should use that word, copying, not cheating. <laughs> you get rewarded for copying. Right. right. You, you you copy somebody's paper in, in class and you get kicked out of school. Right. You copy a business and you become a millionaire. Right. So that's what it does. It is it, it saves the, the, the learning curve. And like yes. you said, I mean, 97% or 95% of businesses fail. So if you already have a successful business, your odds of being successful is a lot higher right. than just starting out from scratch. Right. Absolutely. And as you said, I mean, you have 500 pages of a system that's already in place as opposed to just trying to wing it. And start yourself. Right. And it could be very lucrative, too, because you were saying, like, some of the um, locations, like, well over six figures, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, those are all the pros. I did a commercial for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, we'll, we'll send that to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, what's the revenue model like as far as how do, um, how do you make money off of the, the franchise? Right. So, we collect the franchise fees up front or through our income-based financing program. Um, and then we collect royalties each month, 6% royalties off of their gross income. So the benefit of doing a percentage is that if they, it encourages us to make sure they're making money because if they don't make money, our 6% is very small. Um, if they're being very um, lucrative and successful, our 6% is much larger. So we're constantly coaching them and helping them make more. What I like to tell my franchisees is that they'll always make more money than me. Mm-hmm. So it puts them in the mindset of, oh, you're right. Yeah. This is my thing. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to say is we look for people who have currently been working for other companies as employees and putting their all into their job, not but not getting anywhere. So it's a mindset switch. This is the hardest thing to get them to understand. If you work just as hard for yourself, mm-hmm. you'll make money. Yeah, it's like what you you said, like, their success is your success. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, so how, how long is the agreement? How long does that last? It lasts for 10 years. So it's a 10-year period? Yes. Okay. And then, okay. So, all right. So, okay. I want to open a franchise. I meet with you. I get approved. It costs 30000 Let's say I give you 30000 And then I, um, I, you get some help too though, right? Like what, what's the, what after that? You said you um, provide training and what what else do you provide so that includes three weeks of initial training um 10 years of support um and 
from Monday through Friday, constant support. So what is the support? Like website support? Website support, um, publicity. We provide graphics for the franchisees to use. Mm-hmm. We provide the t- like basically every tool you can think of. We, the SEO for their locations. So they're not going to Staples like you do. They're not going to Staples. <laughs> they're much more sophisticated than I ever was. Okay. Right. And then as your as your brand grows, obviously too brand recognition. That's that's brand another recognition. Plus. That's another plus of being a franchise owner. So okay, yes. so now I pay you the thirty thousand, I get the shop, I'm making ten thousand a month, I give you six hundred, I keep ninety four hundred, and that's finance. That's how, that's how yeah. it goes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And then for the people that are financed, so the people that don't have all of the money up front that you finance or your company finances, how do they pay you back over the course right. of time? So we work out an agreement, um, 24 months, 32 months, it depends, of whatever the balance is broken up over time. So they would pay that balance and then they would pay the 6%. Interest added to it? <sighs> of course. Got to do that. It depends on the situation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so email to find out. <laughs> Don't worry, so they're, they're gonna be hitting you one up. thing. I, one thing I always wondered about having like a franchise, like even like a McDonald's who has millions of franchises all over the world. How do you know if somebody's like deviating from like you're sending spies in there to like check on people? Like, how do you know? Like, yes. you, know, you might have one. <laughs> Short answer. Like, really? That's what you're doing. We send out secret shoppers. Um, we actually just did that to two studios, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were very—they were surprised. Um, and also with social media nowadays, you can like we spot stuff sometimes. Like, bro, why are they wearing a pink shirt when they're you're supposed to wear a black shirt? You know, mm. things like that. But we we focus. It's like its own little department. We focus on that. Just making sure that. Yeah. So all right. So what's the process? Is like okay, you have like you mess up too many times and you're done. Yes, that's also in the FDD. Okay. Three strikes you're out? It's, yeah, it's basically three, three strikes, strikes you're out. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you strip them of using the name and all that you stuff? You can, yes. This is important for people to know because it's like, like I said, I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't know this stuff. So, yeah. I, I, right. It's, it's, it's like if you want to start a franchise, it's good information. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, you got to know everything that you, you need to know before you go into business because you got to expect every possible case scenario right. of what could, what could possibly happen. You have to be the type of person that is okay with running with something that already exists, right? Yeah. You can make it your own because there's a lot of wiggle room. You can choose who you hire. You can choose um, business perks that you would give your clients, but you have to be willing to follow an existing model. So if you're the type of person to take something and just completely rip it apart because you just want to do your own thing, and franchising is not for you. So would you consider a franchise owner as an entrepreneur or a manager? Mm-hmm. Good question. Both. Um, because that's essentially what we're doing. What I do, manage the locations on a higher level to ensure that they're following our systems. Mm-hmm. So as far as me as the franchisor, I have monthly calls with each studio. Uh, I'll fly out a few times per year to like visibly see it just my so the biggest thing about my job is making sure it's just like my little studio in montclair we're all the same we're all because we have clients that travel from state to state and they expect the same experience and because it's a service business you know people are very verbal (laughs) about if they're dissatisfied um but so far we've been doing a really good job through reviews and things like that 
right. on Google. Check it out. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.